What's up, Internet? Welcome to another episode of the Animated Gamers Podcast, where anime and game nerds collide. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, it's your boy Cliff, the Shadowcaster, and of course, I'm joined by two great co-hosts. First up, we have... Hey, it's David here, a.k.a. Foxtail. And rounding out the cast, as always... Ronnie G, the medicine man. Alright, guys. Um, how's your couple days been? Um, Not too much change. Uh, picked up Final Fantasy World Maxima again to this morning. Played it for like 20 minutes and just stopped playing it, dude. I forgot where I'm at. I feel like I need to relearn everything. And I was like level 40 and I definitely wasn't going to start over. So I just like turned that off and played Neo. I felt like I knew more where I was at in the story with Neo than I did with Final Fantasy. So I'm going to start playing that again and start um, try to beat that and prepare for Neo 2. So whenever I beat that, I'll try to get Neo 2. Yeah, man, it's the tragedy of like having all these games. When you stop a game, if you haven't completed it, coming back in, like I said, uh, Final Fantasy thirteen, uh, I got all the way to the third disc and stopped playing it for a couple of months and completely forgot everything. It was getting trashed <laughs> and then ended up not beating the game. Uh, how things been for you, Ron? I mean, same. Just been chilling, you know, trying to finish up Lost Odyssey and uh, Altered Carbon. Okay. All right, so we're going to talk about just a couple topics today just to keep you guys occupied while we're all in the crib. So first up, we're going to talk about uh, what movie scars you as a child. I have plenty of things to go off of, but let's start with Dave. Um, I don't know if you guys ever remember this movie. This is like, I'm throwing it way back, obviously, because this is when we were ch- children. Have you guys ever seen the movie Puppet Master? Oh, my God, yes. Unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, yeah, unfortunately now, like, because... If you watch it now, you're like, this movie's not good at all. But then back in the day, this movie scared the shit out of me, man. And I remember the two puppets that scared the crap out of me the most. It was Pinhead, because his, like, whole body was just, it just, there was no proportion to it whatsoever. His head was literally the size of one of those small light bulbs that looks like a pin. And then the rest of his body was, like, beefy as hell. But still, but, like, as a doll, and he wore this red sweater. I remember him vividly, because he scared the shit out of me. And then I remember um, <laughs> another one was Blade. He had, like, a hook for his hand and then had, like, a little small pocket knife as the other hand. And he had this, like, Undertaker hat going on and he had, like, the black coat. He scared the crap out of me, too. He was, like, completely white and then he had no eyes. Dude, I used to go to bed at night, like, thinking about those two all the time. And, like, it used to freak me the hell out. Oof, I'm looking at the pictures right now. And as an adult, these are like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm right? Dude, at that, I think Pinhead more than Blade. But yeah, Pinhead definitely... Like, I could definitely see why. It looks so strange. <laughs> definitely gave me the creep. Yeah, pin, Pinhead for sure. Um, now, like, bringing that up, like, they're making a, a new Puppet Master movie with just Blade in it. It's just him. Oh, man. Are they going to make, like, a whole extended universe? I don't know if it's an extended universe. I know it's, like, his... I'm not sure if it's, like, a Puppet Master presents, you know, Blade or how that's going to go. Because I know they did, like, a few movies of Puppet Masters. The first three movies, they were actually, like, you know, killers. They, like, killed people. and But mm-hmm. the last two, I think they turned more towards, like, the good side and started helping people. So that kind of went all over the place. But now, with this one, it's just making a solo movie with Just Blade. I don't really know too much about it. But I just know they're making a solo movie about him. And, like, I don't know if the other ones are in it. Just, like, a quick cameo, like, Pinhead and everyone else. But I don't know. I'll check it out just for the nostalgia. It says there's 14 of them. There's 14 Puppet Master movies. It and there was a reboot in 2018. Yeah, wow. It, it's crazy, man. But like I said, when I was a kid, those two. And there was another one where, I forgot her name, but like she literally, 
she looks creepy as hell, and that she had like leeches come out her mouth. Dude, I, I remember a lot Ooh. of them, but like, but <laughs> I'm good, yeah, dude. I'm good on that she one. She had like leeches coming out her mouth, dude. It was like creepy, but like the two I remember, I remember most of them, but the two I remember the most was Pinhead and Blade. Mm-hmm. How about you, Ron? What's uh, scarred you as a kid? Uh, I definitely, I, I was definitely was gonna say uh, Pinhead from a uh, Hellraiser. I'm pretty sure it's from. Um, mm-hmm. Same guy, I'm pretty sure. But um, yeah, that dude was uh super super creepy to me. And I, and if I'm not mistaken, the movie they were like they was like uh pulling him through like this little portal, like from hell. I'm assuming because I don't remember really much of the story or dialogue because yeah, I watched out right. Yeah, yeah, and that guy was super creepy to me, like super creepy as a child. And I'll say another one would be uh Tales from the Hood, and uh nobody ever watched that. That was my answer for sure. That's the one that creeped me out. Yeah, and that one creeped me the hell out. And I and I and I think the reason why is that because that hit too far close to home for for most people. (laughs) (laughs) That's from the hood. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, that um, that was like that was super scary for me. Tales from the Hood was like super scary for me. You know, um, Ron brings up Hellraiser. Yeah, Pinhead was creepy as hell. If you guys don't really know what he looks like, he's just like a tall ass dude, bald dude with nothing but nails in his head, and he's like pale white too. Yeah, pale white, and he was creepy by himself. And then the second and third movie, he brought his squad with him, and they were like ten yeah. times creepier, man. Yeah, that was that was that was a a real scary movie. One of the dudes like I, shot dick would, out his mouth. Like it was nuts, man. There, there's a there's another one I can never remember the name of it. Uh, my mom does because every time I ask her what was it called, she always tells me what it's called. But it was a it was like a they had to like uh seal the doors with like this potion or something like that so the little creepers couldn't couldn't get in and they kind of look like aliens from another country. I mean another country, another world. <laughs> I don't know. I would have to probably Google, but these they couldn't get in if like you put the potion out. If they got in, obviously they killed you. And that was just like that was like so creepy for me. And I can't. I don't know if it was a a movie or a TV show, but I just remember watching it as as a kid. And my mom, my mom was watching. She was watching, it, and I remember watching that. And I remember like, can you turn it off? Can can you just turn it off? <laughs> <laughs> it's another one. It says there's ten movies in that franchise those 80 movies they were those 80s movies they were just cranking them out every other year they definitely tried to um, them. for sure uh aside from tales from the hood i mean those anthology because it was the anthology too it was pretty different stories it was like the guy i think he was the devil telling different stories um about i guess artifacts yeah. in his house the yeah. one with the puppets the, the slave the picture with the puppets oh dude. my god dude dude oh. And they go missing. Oh my god, dude, that was so. And they all come out of the picture, and then the woman looking at her at the very end, and like yeah. the blood comes out of her eyes. Oh that was so god. creepy, so creepy. The one with the police. The one? Did y'all see the new one on Netflix that came out a couple of years ago? No, nah, I saw the I saw the trailer for it, and I saw some clips on on YouTube, and I was like, it's not even worth it. I didn't want to. I, I noticed uh, was it Keith David is the narrator, yep. and he's dope, but I was like, I don't even want to watch it, and waste waste my time there was one there was one of those stories that was really good i think it was the second one i mean i watched it like i said for nostalgia i saw like the political uh piece yeah it was like a politician thing that went on youtube and i was like i saw the acting and i was like i'm good but one of those um slave dolls you were talking about there's like a little cameo in there he's like in his like little screen uh, protection thing that was pretty dope Mm -hmm. that throwback if you haven't watched that movie, uh, there's plenty of other things in there. The the one with the abusive uh, the abusive dude, 
he was like a demon or whatever, and the, and the dude, uh, the little boy, crumpled him up in the ball. You remember oh that yeah, what is yeah, what is that? Yeah, yeah, that was that was in Tales from the Hood as well. Yeah, he does. He, he probably balls over the hood. See, all all these all these like I get like these little short flashes in my my memory of like stuff that used to creep me out. And come to find out, they were all from Tales from the Hood and like Tales from the Crypt. Oh, I've never been on Tales from the Crypt. My Tales mom used to fall oh asleep watching HBO at night, but yeah. you would watch the Def Comedy yeah. Jam and fall asleep. And then I would like be awake watching that, and I couldn't That's turn it off. Just like, in the background. Bro, <laughs> just pure hell. <laughs> that laugh was super creepy, bro. That laugh. If somebody turned. That was like the original like scare somebody. You would just turn it off, TV all the way up, right when he was about to make that little laugh. I think I think the thing I'm I'm remembering about them sealing the doors with these potions or whatever the case may be. I think that's from Tales from the Crypt. Probably there's a there's plenty of stuff that just randomly like you said pop up in my mind and I'm like where did it come from? I think it's from Tales from the Crypt because all those anthology stories um were pretty freaky. So since you picked that one as your main one, uh, Child's Play was the thing that freaked me out as a kid. And what made it worse is my dad bought the the Chucky doll. Tripping. Yeah, I guess as my mom. He thought it was Thanks, a joke. Pops. Thanks, <laughs> dude. I he love, thought it was a joke. I love anthology horror movies, man. So if you guys have any recommendations that are anthology horrors, let me know, man. I watch VHS. Well, yeah, I'm all about it now. That's why I'm so demented now. But oh, VHS, dude. One and one and two. One and two. Yep. There was one. Um, you remember the one they were in the Buddhist temple, or they went into like this um, religious. Um, like yes. thing. they were shooting a documentary. It was like in an Asian country one, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that one freaked the hell out of me. And then the, um, I'm not sure if it was one or two where the bicyclists like they turned like the zombies in the in the park and some dudes like they're jogging around. Oh, yeah, and they started getting attacked. That one, that one started. I don't forgot which one. It was VHS one or two. But that, that was, was two. First, I believe that was two. That was the first story to kick off the whole anthology, dude. And that shit was like that creeped me the hell out. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna keep watching this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the Succubus um, skit. I think that was, that was definitely in, in part one. And then um, the eye transplant. You remember that one? Yeah, it was he said the city ghost or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. the dude, right? He put the glasses on, and yeah, with the eye transplant. I remember that. Yeah. Oof. All right, so let's transition to TV shows. Any TV shows you can think of that that scarred you as a, as a child besides the Tales from the Crypt? No, I, it would nah. have to be Tales from the Crypt because right now, like, I can't remember any TV shows back then. I can remember them now, well, the ones that are at now, but like back then, nah. Like, I even forgot about Tales from the Crypt to be honest until Ron brought it up. That whole intro where like it's going through the whole house and then it takes you to the basement and then yeah. the laugh, that like creeped me the hell out. Yeah, so I'm agree with Ron. He pops up out of the coffin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched a lot of Twilight Zone, and some of those yeah. things stuck with me. Uh, in Outer Limits, those are I, I kind of. Mm-hmm. Those stuck with me a lot. Um, sometimes I randomly watch them on Hulu. If you uh, have access to Hulu, then all the all the episodes are up there, and that's that's pretty freaky. Oh, yeah, so. uh, Twilight Zone. Well, that was that was that was a creepier one. Like on a deeper level, like it just took you to another place of how things would be. And my favorite episode was uh one where the girl uh everybody looks like pigs. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's one of my favorite ones. Everyone looked like pigs, right? And they and they hate this girl. They called her ugly, and they want to do surgery to fix her face, blah blah. And come to find out, she was normal the whole time. That was like one of those. That's that was from the Twilight Zone. That was one of like the most like what like kind of moments for me. Like, and not even a creep kind of creepy way. It just was like, man, imagine living in an alternate world where that like you know where normal is a normal kind of thing. That was a one of the first like real eye openers. That kind of thinking for me. Yeah, the whole episode is like obscured what the doctors look like. They're just like yeah. talking about, you know, this person, she's going to die or whatever, she, and what she wanted 
to have her face transplanted because she wanted to be beautiful. And yeah, the the reveal at the end is that everyone looks like pigs and she looks like a regular human. Yeah, that's that's one of the freaking ones. Or you remember the one with the clone women when everyone wanted to uh, get plastic surgery and they all end up looking the same. It's, oh yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Everyone, a looks like you, or some some type of title like that. But that was a. Uh, and to think that these were like real old shows mm-hmm. is another thing too. To think about like how out of the box they thought they they they, they try to uh, re remake the series like probably like a couple years ago. I think I think HBO ran a couple a times. One. They had yeah. one on on UPN a couple years ago, and then the newest one with uh, Jordan Peele. Yeah, they had yeah they had one down there. They uh, try to remake, and it was like a short series, and that wasn't too bad, but. Man, that those those were like I look forward to those. I really um, do. I actually got one now. I just thought of it. I don't know if you guys seen this. You ever seen Beyond Belief Fact or Fiction? Oh my yes. Dude, that, yeah. those Maybe that's on Amazon Prime. I watched some of those. Out, man. But that was like my favorite thing watching growing up, man. I used to catch that all the time. It was like five stories and like they're like paranormal stories, like some crazy stories that you think would not happen, but like you have to pick out like what you think if this story was true or if it was false and at the end of the show they would tell you which were true and which were false and it was some creepy ass shit in that damn nowadays show, man. that dude is a meme that dude's a meme now yeah. it's like I, I don't think so <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm pretty sure you've all seen it oh yeah i, I remember this show now that i googled it but yeah, dude, yeah. That, was, that was a really good show going up i think they had it on netflix they have it on netflix now i might go back and like check it out Oh, yeah. We saw the episode recently where uh, the woman, she moved into a new house and they got a mirror and the mirror was uh, she would see like a ghost in, in there in a reflection. Yeah. And she was so afraid that she was either stay in her room or stay downstairs when her partner wasn't there. And then one day someone breaks into the house and um, is about to kill her in front of the mirror. And, and then something pops out of the mirror and he freaks out and, and falls over the banister. And it ended up that being like a true story. I was like, oh, I'm good. I want to watch some more one? episodes. <laughs> Did you see the one about the doll? Like, um... I think some lady got murdered in her house and it was like the housekeeper or something like that. And like the cops would like pull the string on the doll and the doll would say that that the housekeeper did it. That mm-hmm. every time he pulled the string. No, I don't remember that one. That every time they pulled the string, it kept saying that this person killed my mommy or some shit like that. And that happened to be true. Dude, nah, I'm good, bro. I got a personal story that's like that. I'll never forget that. My uh, my uh, my daughter's doll one time uh, said I love you out of nowhere, and then I was like, oh man, this thing's run out of batteries. It's getting it's getting on my nerves because it kept saying it. Wouldn't go take the batteries out, and it was and it was no batteries in there. Burn it, yeah, burn yep. it. Yep. <laughs> Threw it, right, it right out. I'll never forget that. I'll never forget that. My kid's mom, she'll be able to vouch for that. I promise you. It kept saying I love you, I love you, and I was like, man, this thing getting annoying. Like, let me. Take the batteries out. Nothing inside. No batteries. And you know what, too? That reminds me why black folks aren't really in a lot of horror movies. They wouldn't even be able to start. You would see that type of shit. Like, Annabelle wouldn't you gotta be able go. to Apple. Yeah. Nope, just throw it away. Yep, we gotta go. <laughs> gotta like, go. Daddy, I want that doll. Nope, it said this. We can get another one. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> throw that shit right away. <laughs> ain't playing no games. I'm telling you. I will not, I'll never forget that. I'll never forget it. Uh, what about some video games? I know you guys play a lot of horror games, and I mentioned in one of the earlier episodes how I was freaked out by Silent Hill at an early age. Are there any games that you guys played uh, that, that kind of scarred you? I'm throwing it way back to PlayStation 1, Clock Tower, when you would get chased by... I don't know if you guys ever played. Like, you would get chased by Scissor Man. He's like this hunchback dude mm-hmm. like who chases you around this like newspaper company, and he has these big-ass like scissor blades, and all you would hear is that thing's like, shearing each time he's coming near you. 
Dude, that like freaked me out. Like you get to like hide in lockers. Like you really didn't have any means to defend yourself. I think you had a gun, but you wouldn't find that till like later on in the series in the game. And you could like hide behind mm-hmm. desks, hide in lockers and whatnot. That's where like my fear of like or my like I get anxiety when I play Resident Evil Two now. When like you're constantly getting chased by someone. That's where it all started mm-hmm. with Clock Tower and Scissor Man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've only seen clips of that like on G Four back in the day, and you know, of course, nowadays pulling it up on YouTube, but. I think, wasn't that a computer game? Uh, it was on PS One. I played. No, it was PlayStation. You just look like it, like it was like a side-scrolling type game, right? Yeah, it was, dude. It was, yeah, it was a side-scrolling type game because I remember, like, you would have to move the arrow and point and click where you want your person to move. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How about you, Ron? Uh, I can't. I. I mean, I. I mean, I love the Resident Evil games, and yeah, they they scared me, but they they didn't really like you know. Scarred me. I, I can't say that because I, I enjoyed it. I could say that, like something that gave me real anxiety was like Chrono Trigger. Like if your like your party died, that was just it. They oh, that permadeath. Forever. Yeah, permadeath. Now, like in an RPG, that is super rare. That's just first off, and two, that creates so much anxiety. That will scar you because you don't know it until somebody dies. That's another mm-hmm. thing too about that game. I, I don't know if people remember that. They don't tell you that like they'll never come back. They die. That's it. GG. Yeah, I found out the, the hard way when I played... Um, when I played... D- what was it called? Fire Emblem for the first time? Yeah. Yeah, Fire that's Emblem what I'm saying. They don't, they don't tell you. They, that was my they don't first tell you. Fire Emblem game. Uh, my brother didn't let me know, so I started playing. I'm like, okay, this character died. I, you know, once I finish this battle, they'll come back. Nope. They don't come back, so I ended up restarting the game. <laughs> <laughs> I can't Why, are you have this Why are you waiting for me? And uh, XCOM the, the potion? same way. XCOM, yeah, XCOM uh, too. Oh, yeah. XCOM, man. Dude. You would have a soldier that's like, you'd have your super favorite strong. team. Yep. Super strong, have all the nice weapons, all the nice perks. Ended up being ambushed. Um, and then I had the DLC enabled, too, with these super overpowered creatures. And, yeah, permadeath. That, that was Scarry. That scarred me maybe, what, two years ago was when I played XCOM. <laughs> you, ain't pick, you ain't picked that game up yet. You ain't picked the game up since. I ended up, I ended up beating it, but I'll never play it again. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that that's that's definitely scarring me. Like the like the hard games. Like I love Re- I like Resident Evil. I beat Resident Evil two off a of dare from my uncle. Like you won't beat it, and that's how I really fell in love with Resident Evil because I just played the whole thing through. Mm-hmm. But they never they never really you know scared me. I I, I, I mean I, I they got the jump scares and I put the game down for a couple hours or maybe even a day. But it wasn't like you know it always brought me back. It always brought me back. That's what brought me back. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of uh, the jump scares in games. For a while, because that's like nowadays looking at it, it's like a cheap way to scare you. Because if you yeah. if you throw a cat on the screen really quickly, it's going to startle you if you're like not yeah. expecting yeah. it. But I like the psychological thrillers, like like I said, Silent Hill playing it the first time. Alan Wake really scaring me, uh, scaring me. Yeah, Alan Wake was uh, it, it did his job. I Dude, that created that created so much anxiety for me too, because you're like constantly looking for the light. Your batteries are running low, and your flash you have much ammo. Yeah, dude, that that created a lot of anxiety too. I will say a newer game that that scared me that I still haven't finished yet because it is it is scary. Outlast, that game is scary, especially if you play with the settings actually that like they want you to play. Like a lot of people play that game and play it on the brightest settings, which to me isn't fun at all. But that game is mm-hmm. anxiety inducing. The Evil yeah. Within is another one. 
I could I could throw you another one. Uh, Condemned, one of the first uh, 360 oh, games. I, that that, I like that one a lot. That game, that game I was like so. That. that game was scary. That because it was FPS, you had to fight them hand to hand combat. Dude, that was so scary. That game was so scary. But and then if you play with the uh, headphones on, you would hear the whispers of stuff. Oh man! Uh, y'all need to cheer. Hey. I'm home by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Let me open this window real quick. It's dark in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like games that make you really think. Like it really takes you outside of the experience. Like, um, let me open this door. <laughs> Fine. Right. A little scared. Well, I remember, like, when you first played Resident Evil Two on back on the PlayStation, you would open the doors and it'd be just like a load screen. It'll show you going through the doors, and sometimes zombies would be coming through it. That was always creepy too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah. That quick zoom when you open the doors, yeah. zoom you right in. Yeah. All right, let's pivot from games. Uh, well staying on the topic of games and just talk about our proudest gaming achievements. I would say probably completing Silent Hill would be a good a good achievement, but let's talk about some either <laughs> trophies or uh trophies or achievements that you guys um were able to to earn. I'm throwing it back to like three years ago when I first got Final Fantasy ten on the PlayStation four. In order like in order to get like everyone's legendary weapon and like actually utilize the whole potential, you had to get these like items to combine with it. And for, I think, Lulu was her name. Right, Ron? The chick who did Black Magic? Yeah, Lulu's her name. With the Lulu, black hair. Yeah. 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 You had to go to the Thunder Plains and dodge 200 lightning strikes. And these things came at you fast, man. Straight. Yeah, straight. straight. 200 in a row, dude. And these things was coming at you super quick. And I think it was X you had to hit. You had to push X the minute that lightning bolt is literally about to hit you. You had to do that 200 times in a row. Shout out to those who did that. I wasn't and one I did of them. It. And I did it. And I got a crazy story Shout about that. Shout out to I was, there's, um, there, there's actually YouTube videos that like, like show you how to do it. And they're like an hour long. Yep. And I remember getting up to 190. I mean, this is like after trying it like 15 times. I got up to 190. Someone texted me. I looked at my phone for half a fucking second. And by the time I looked up, I got hit with a lightning strike, and I was fucking livid, man. I was pissed, dude. I was ready to block whoever the fuck texted me. I don't remember who it was, but <laughs> that's how pissed I was, man. But you I gonna block your mom? <laughs> <laughs> dude, I just looked at the phone for two seconds, and then as, as I looked back up, I got smacked with a lightning bolt. And then, like, it, man, it took a few hours, I'm not gonna lie, but, like, afterwards, like, I ended up getting it, and then you get the Venus sigil for Lulu's weapon, man. It's just, like, one of those things where you try so hard to get it. It takes so much time, and you finally get it. You take, like, a deep breath, and you're like, holy crap, I finally get it. But now, now you look at it, it's like, god damn, I really tried, I really yeah, dodged Yeah, that was dedicated to the cause. Because I remember Ron tried it, too, for a minute. No, I'm good. I get to like 50 and I get hit and I'm just done. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> but yeah, man, it was I'm frustrating. Good. It was frustrating, but then you get that sense of accomplishment once you do it. And you know what's crazy? I like I like those. I-, I like that achievements bring that to the game. Like now now achievements either are extremely hard or too easy. I like that medium tier, but I do like that they that adds like, you know, life to the game. And that's and and a that, uh, funny thing is I had the strategy guide for that game, and I didn't even know that was a thing until the achievement system came out, too. I didn't know that was a thing, that you had to dodge the 200 to get the the uh, weapon. I didn't even know that was a thing, and I had the strategy guide. Maybe I didn't read it thoroughly. I don't know. But mm-hmm. no, I didn't why, even know that was a thing. Um, why I stopped hunting for those legendary weapons? Because no one ever told me, and I never knew this, once you beat Unaleska, there's this like little cliff you jump down, 
And you're supposed to go down there and grab the weapon, grab the item for Titus's weapon. And if you don't get it right then and there, you can never go back. And I ne- and I didn't know that. See, I, I didn't I know that. I literally stopped playing. I literally stopped trying to hunt the weapons because of that. Because you had played through the game before, right? Earlier in like PS2. Yeah, Originally, yeah. Yeah, and Ron knows this. I could never beat Unaleska. I could never beat her, no matter yeah. how hard I tried. You know, it's crazy. I I never beat I never beat the game. I still haven't beat Sin to this day. I got PS3 sitting right there. Still still haven't beat it. But I always used to body Unaleska, just body her. But he will always struggle with her. I just I would just demolish her. her. I could never beat her, dude. Like I'm never gonna forget. Now we're talking about like quick pivot. Like that's my proudest gaming achievement. It's also. This game also is like my like most embarrassing like one too because I couldn't beat her so I had to let my I had to give my give my remote to my brother on the PlayStation Two for my brother to beat it I was never proud of that whatsoever that's why that's the main reason I tell you the trick for those who listen for those who listen here's the tip here's the trick you get you make sure you to get Hastiga and you just keep casting death that's all you gotta do. Yep. Just keep and trying to you're gonna keep missing. You're gonna keep missing. You're gonna keep healing, just keep healing. Just but you're gonna keep missing, just keep healing, healing. Eventually you're just gonna get her. That's the that's the only and best way to do it. It's not yeah, the only I way. Did, yeah. <laughs> I did the it the best regular way, to do way it. just straight up beating the shit out of her. That's how I did it. I didn't just know about fighting that her, way. healing, fighting her, rotate, healing her. Nah, debuff, buff, no, no. Haste good. Nah, just keep casting death. Just keep casting thing. death. Like if you went the wrong way in the spear grid and you got that far, you're screwed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that that's yo. You know it's crazy. You know it's crazy to get that Hastiga. You gotta get Hastiga on Yuna and somebody else. It might be Riku. I don't know. And but then you, still, but then, then you have but if you don't spear. do that, yeah, yeah. If you don't, but but that's what I was about to say. If you don't start like going that direction, kind of like at least in the, like the middle of the game. The beginning game is better. You'll get it faster. But at least like in the middle game, if you don't start heading that direction, then yeah, you could fuck yourself. You could definitely fuck yourself. But yeah, man, that game holds my proudest and most embarrassing game. <laughs> It'd be like that sometimes. What's your favorite? Uh, what's your proudest achievement in gaming? Uh, my most proud achievement is on my previous profile. You guys know that the How'd You See Drag, but um, <laughs> but uh, it's a uh, it's a uh, getting uh, what was it like the genocide for uh, Dead Rising? Yeah, zombie genocider. Yeah, zombie genocider. I remember going in that garage, and I remember I remember watching the video on YouTube, and. And the crazy thing is, he could have shortened that. Vi- I remember this video being like three and a half hours, or something like that, too. He could have this video. I didn't watch the whole thing because I basically knew what he was trying to say. But I watched the first twenty minutes of him how to do it, and you had to basically just run the same path to basically drive the car, killing the zombies, to then basically bring yourself back to the point where it's going to be, leaving the area, resetting the car to get there, and then doing it all over again. Yo, that is so. It was so annoying. But you literally had to spend the whole seven days they give you just doing that. Anytime they call you on the phone, you got to just keep declining it. Yo, it was so annoying. But I was dedicated for those 20. That's another thing about that game. People don't remember. That game only gave you 20 points. That's it. That doesn't matter how hard yeah. the achievement was. doesn't matter how easy the achievement was. They only gave you 20 points. For each achievement. It says here it's 53,594 53, zombies. And only 4.98% of people who played the game has, has unlocked that achievement. I one of them. Me too. Yeah, I got this on August 2nd, 2010. That's what it says here. The Zombie Genocider. So yeah, that was one of my proudest achievements as well. Dude, I actually want to go and play this game again. Looking at these. There's a couple achievements I didn't get. Yeah, there was one I did. I think I didn't get. Uh, there was only one achievement I didn't get. I think it was the seven-day survivor. I got the three-day or the five-day. I didn't get the seven-day survivor. That's the only one I didn't get. That's the only one I didn't get. My brother mm. Mike was a fiend for this game. I think he might have gotten them all. Yeah, he was. He's actually oh, no, playing that was two part of them. two right now. 
Yeah, it's two of them I didn't get. It's two of them I didn't get. It was it was the answer all the phone calls and that seven day survivor. That that was another annoying achievement because somebody could disrupt your phone call. There was a glitch oh, in that yeah. game too. Like so, like if you got attacked by the zombie or something, it was considered like disconnecting the phone call, and he would call at random times. So you had to make sure, like that. If when whenever he started calling you, you had to make sure you got somewhere safe and then answer it. And you only had that, a certain amount of time to answer it. That's the thing about the seventh day survivor too. There was a part of the mall that you couldn't enter on day like three or four, and if you did, it would glitch out. Yep. Remember you that? Had, there was the, the no food for I didn't you even know that. No mission. I didn't you had know to that. go straight through the game. Yeah, make sure you got enough food. But yeah, I remember it being a thing. Uh someone that I played the game with back in the day on three sixty. That's the reason why I don't have it now because I ended up going in that in that part of the mall and it being glitched out. So, I didn't know that. I did not know that. Uh, one of the most the more proudest achievements for me recently uh, was earning the ultimate key in Kingdom Hearts three. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I hadn't gotten any of the ultimate oh, yeah. keys before that. Um, even though I played a lot of Kingdom Hearts two, did you get the ultimate key in, in Kingdom Hearts one? Is was that was that a thing? Yeah, I got it in one and two. I don't even remember if that was a thing. Um, but yeah, I, when I received it this time, and I've only been playing, really been using that Keyblade. It's so OP, and I love it. Yeah, I remember when I got uh, it, I took so many screenshots of it and recorded videos and uploaded. I was so happy when I got that. Um, now that you bring up Kingdom Hearts, I have a lot of proud stuff on that. But the, my main one would probably be um, beating Sephiroth in Kingdom Hearts Two. That was a, yeah, that was a good one. Mm-hmm. I beat Sephiroth twenty years ago. Like. <laughs> Are you about to beat him again? I know, I'm, the, about to, I'm about to beat him again. Comes trash your ball. Yeah, more trash. I wish they had added, you know, speaking of Sephiroth, adding his storyline in Kingdom Hearts 3. That's one thing I wish they had kept. Because he was in part 1 and 2, but they kind of dropped that, that story yeah, thread. That, yeah, that was... And there's not going to be any more DLC for it, so that's kind of a hurt piece. And no Olympus either. That was a good reason to keep playing Kingdom Hearts 2, was it going to Olympus and beating all the... Yeah, the Coliseum. Yeah, that was dope. I remember Maybe you King had to get, like that's how you got a lot of um, Donald and Goofy's like legendary weapons, like save the queen and save the king. Right, right. Maybe Kingdom Hearts four or whatever they do with the next the next entry. Man, we'd be fifty years old by then. I'll still be playing, dude. If it's VR <laughs> by that time, I'll be like uh, sort out online. I'm I'm in there. Yeah, I'm, I'm in, in there. there. We in there. I'm gonna whoop the Donald ass for not healing me. Never heal you when you need it to. Like I'm I literally just heal myself. I don't need you to heal me right now. <laughs> when no, I'm dying, you, you don't, don't use the potion to do nothing. use heal. Man. Stop, we gotta stop trashing Donald. Uh, <laughs> Cause when he do heal us, it's in the clutch. They ain't gonna put him in Kingdom Hearts 4. They ain't gonna put him in Kingdom Hearts 4 and we're gonna be like, we're done with that. And then we'll miss him. <laughs> All right, so we're going to talk about some Yu-Gi-Oh! stories now. So I know you guys have a long history with it. I played a lot of it, too. But hearing you guys' story always cracked me up. So let's let's talk about a couple of these Yu-Gi-Oh! stories that uh, that we've experienced growing up. I'm going to piggyback off the Duelist of the Roses from last episode, how I told you guys how my buddy that I was playing against at the time would like, kick everyone out the house. But I forgot to mention that... Those games, like Ron was saying earlier, like you have to bring your memory card over and then you can see each other's hands. So he would make me leave the room when it was his turn. So I couldn't see anything. I couldn't see what monster he played or where he put his card or whatever. But when it was my turn, like he would just sit there and just literally stare at the screen. That's toxic. 
Yeah, it, it, that so was really talk. toxic, man. So, like, at that point, I was like, you know what? Let me stop playing with you. So, I ended up beating him. Then he kicked me out the house. And then, like, yeah. So, like, I really didn't really talk to him after that much once I seen, like, how he acted after over a video game. But um, that's one story. Um, I know Ron has some, so I'm going to let him tell his about me. <laughs> man, I got stories for days. And they, and they all about kicking Dave's ass. All of them. Every last one of them. Oof. What, what, what about that blue eyes I heard a little bit? <laughs> oh, listen. So, we, I, don't, I don't know how we were, but, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh! was super popping. And this is before this is before you had to do sacrifice and all that other stuff. So, we were doing on a step of his house, just chilling. So then I pull out a blue eyes. So he 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 you know he calm and cool collected. He, he ain't crying or nothing. I pull the next round, next my next turn, I pull out another one. He ain't saying much. He he think I'm cheating. So then I pull out a third one. <laughs> my man my man slapped all the cards off the step. Oh, no, it never happened. No, my it, it defense. Happened. My defense is always gonna be we wasn't playing sacrificing rules, which I thought was bullshit. You just summoned three blue eyes out the gate. And number two, and to this day, to this day, I don't give a shit what he tell me. I really believe he had 30 blue eyes in his deck. (laughs) None but blue eyes. He's draw. He's draw. Nothing but blue eyes. I firmly believe that bullshit, bro. (laughs) The best part is, so then, so then, so then he, so he want to run it back, right? So then we run it back. He get the, he he like want to shuffle the deck. So I'm like, cool man, I don't really care. So I get my hand. I look yo. I look at my hand. I'm not even. I'm not even bullshitting you. There's two more blue eyes in my hand now. I was like, yo, I'm just geeking over there. So then round start, I throw out another blue eyes. Like, oh man, here we go with this bullshit. So then boom, <laughs> I, I throw out another blue eyes. Nah, man, nah, nah, mm-mm, nope, no. <laughs> so you y'all play no sacrificing rules? You said well, that, this, this was, was like this back was in the day. Like, there wasn't there wasn't when it no first came rules. out. I, I would say I would give Ron that. Like, this was like when it first came out. This is like still first season of Yu Gi Oh, where no one knew anything about. Oh yeah, they didn't sacrifice anything. You didn't have to sacrifice yeah. nothing. You didn't sacrifice anything. It was it could be level five thousand attack. It didn't matter. You just put it out there. And I mean, that's why they changed like, it. I tried to rewatch Yu-Gi-Oh, right? And I started rewatching it. And, like, I see Yugi summoning Dark Magician. I see Kaiba summoning Blue Eyes. I see Joey summoning Red Eyes. And I'm sitting there like, yo, this is so unfair. Like, and I, always, and I also thought, like, if you are just playing with no sacrifices, why are you having cards with, like, 1,200 attack power in your deck? Yeah, why what's the have, point of them? Yeah, they got nothing to do. Why do you have oh, Celtic right, Guard right. in your deck that's 1,400 when you can yeah. just throw three Dark you Magicians know- or three Summon Skulls or stuff like that? You know, it's crazy. We talk about the, you know, the forbidden memories, and I got stories about that too, about you know, kicking Dave's ass. But um, that was another. That was a strategy. That was a strategy not only for real life, uh, the card game, but even in the game, it was like don't have nothing in your deck less than nineteen hundred attack. That was the strategy. So why exactly like you said? Why have the the lower level cards? There was no point of them. They were just cannon fodder, basically. Mm-hmm. Just cannon fodder for no reason. Forbidden memories. I can tell you another story. No, go ahead. I can tell you another story about that forbidden memories. So, so this is back in the days of PlayStation. You gotta bring your memory card over. So, I, I go over to day house. We chilling and playing the game. He trying. He talking heavy over the phone too. And Gabe, I'm a trash you. I get there, man. I don't even gotta try. Just fusing everything. Just dunking on them. And I used to have this dance when you got a level twenty one hundred attack card. I, I, I it was a stupid dance, but I used to dance every time I had a little mixed card for twenty one hundred. <laughs> so it's just I'm in his house, just dancing all over the room. I ain't kicked you out, though. You ain't kicked me out, though. I took the ass whooping. But, yeah, Ron, I would say that. Like, I mean, during the PS2, PS1 days, Ron got the better of me of uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! I feel like now, 
I feel like now, um, like playing the 360, like I even it up. Yeah. Like Duel Links now, he beats me, but I'm never gonna forget the time. Dunk on him. I'm never gonna forget the time where Duel Links first came out, and like, I used to tell him all the time to like play, and he would never play. But now all of a sudden, when I stop playing. All of a sudden, he's oh man, jump on that duel links, jump on that duel links. But mm. I lost my decks, and right now he's smacking me. But when I had my previous deck, he hey, didn't want. Uh, I give I I give everybody some context to that. The reason why I started playing is because I had broke my ankle, so I was I didn't do nothing for like three months. So that was just on. I was just on that duel links all day. I was that boy that was in the chat room, like who trying to play, who trying to play. But when that joint first came out, he didn't want to see me. Cause I remember me and Duda used to play. But um, back to that forbidden. And why they get on? Back oh, invited me, uh, Keith invited me because we used to play on the 360 a lot. Uh, literally, stay up until like one or two in the morning playing that. Ever we used to battle you guys too. Remember? That? Yeah, tag those. 360 days were legit. I remember my deck too. It was a zombie deck. That deck was legit. Brian had the no, Brian. Most, Brian deck Brian was annoying. Had, Brian had the most annoying deck known to man, bro. He That's would, why he was always on my team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he literally annoying, named bro. his deck. Hit and run, because that's literally what it was. <laughs> he would hit Yo, you he... and run, hit you, and his card go back into his deck, bro. I yeah, used to, it was I used annoying to play for hours, like trying to come up with a strategy to counter that, bro. I hated playing yeah, against was... that dude. Yeah, it was so annoying. It was literally, you know, he was annoying to play against. That, that's one of the reasons why I want to play anymore. I'm like, nah, man, come on, man. That was so annoying. But you know what? That that stuff, stuff like that, is the reason why they changed the rules. With the, you know, you get a broken deck. Like oh, now with the synchro, the synchro monsters and stuff, they changed a lot of those rules because yeah. Dex was getting broken. Yeah, but you can never be right. mad at Brian though. It's strategy. That was his strategy, and it worked half the time. I mean, me and Brian, right. I was, I would say we were like even in that one, but like it was strategy. But um, Forbidden Memories, real quick, that was like the easiest games to get cards in because I remember like the Yu-Gi-Oh cards would come with the code at the bottom left, and Forbidden Memories had this really cool feature where if you put in that code, you would get that card. That was so legit, man. Yeah, game should definitely could utilize that a little bit more. I mean, that gave you reason to buy the game and the cards. Mm-hmm. That was great marketing. Great one of the biggest tra- tragedies in my life. Speaking of, so when everything I think of Yu Gi Oh, I remember all the good times playing back in high school. But as soon as I moved out, I remember when I moved out a couple years ago. Actually, it's twenty twenty now. It's a long time ago. My little brothers took all my cards and like put water on them. Like they did all Ooh, types of weird oh, shit. They weaved you. Because they were kids, right? And I remember just like being so, so upset, like some taped up on the walls. They were using them as crafts projects. And I'm looking now on on uh, on like eBay. Can you believe Blue Eyes is worth two hundred and fifty dollars now? Yep. Damn, that's crazy. Yep. Dark Magician is worth one hundred and eleven dollars. Like, yeah, I had so many of those cards. I used to go. We used to go to flea markets. Me and my grandparents. They used to come rack racks. up, rack up on yeah starter decks. I remember going to. Uh, What's the name of that mall? The Cedarbrook Mall. You know that joint here uh, in in uh, Northeast, and just get the ten boxes. I had mm. so many, so many Yu Gi Oh cards. Those ten boxes, twenty five. All gone now. I remember. Literally all gone. Damn. I forgot. I think I was working at the summer camp at the time, and yeah, I would just go because you know, yeah. using that check go up there balls Yu Gi Oh cards, <laughs> and now they're all gone. Yu Gi Moms. Yu Gi Moms cards. Can we talk about some of these forbidden cards? Some of these OP cards, real quick. Oh, like Dark Hole or Black Dark Hole? Hole? Oh, my God. Dark Hole. Um, Harvey's Feather Duster. Y'all remember Heavy Storm? De- destroyed oh, yes. every... Bro, Heavy Storm? Man. 
monster Gen- you know, was another that was code. a quick attack joint right yeah heavy storm was a quick attack yeah. card too destroy right destroy all magic on trap cards on the field harvey's feather duster was just to destroy the one on your opponent's side heavy storm destroyed everything uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I can tell you, Regeki destroyed all the opponent's monsters. Mm-hmm. That was now nah, that's so drawling, yo. That's you get you get all five of your monsters out, and if somebody use that, bro, just go to bed. Just go to bed. Yeah, I'm gonna give you the two, my top two. Card destroyer. They all forbidden now. Yep, card they all forbidden now. You remember that? Destroy every card in your hand, your, you and your opponent's hand. Then you got to draw the same amount. That one. Exodia. Was Exodia yep, was OP. Exodia. Yep. Change of heart. Yep. You remember that card? I hated that. Oh, yeah. It was used against me. Yo, you used to take the opponent's card and sacrifice it for yep. your card. Oh, oh my God. Take it to the end of the phase. Yeah, that was, that's the... Bro, I, that I do that a lot in, in Magic strat. now. That's that was a my... crazy strat. You would take their card and use their card to sacrifice for your card. Now, they card in the grave, and now you could attack directly. Not oh, my God. That. Like, you would attack mm-hmm. the same... You would attack a monster they had. Same amount of attack points just to kill them both. Oh, yeah. Two two for one. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yep. Attack them, and then in the standby phase, yep. <laughs> sacrifice it. Dude, that... <laughs> Dude, they, now. Are those cards are now. Yep. they all forbidden now. All those cards forbidden now. Yeah, can't Right now, heavy storms on there. Change of heart. What else? Harpers Monster Reborn. One of my favorite Jones was Morphing Jar. Yeah, Morphing Jar and Pot of Greed. Oh my God, dude. Yeah, you would have still got those. Mm-hmm. You would have one or two cards in your hand and just have them discard everything, and you pick up five new cards. Yeah. Yep. Jinzo was always annoying. Dang. It wasn't forbidden, but Jinzo was mad. Yeah, he's not that strong now. Yeah, he's not that strong now. Before he used to be, he was drawing. He was mad drawn. And then it's a Cyberstain. I don't remember that. You pay five thousand life points, you get the special one fusion monster without fusing anything. Yeah, dude, even even having eight thousand life points. Remember that? That's how the game used to start. You used to have eight thousand life points. Mm-hmm. Now you get four thousand or two thousand. I forget. Yeah, I think it's uh, four thousand. Well, I guess whatever rules you guys want to play by, you can do. Graceful Charity was Dang. another one. Raigeki's on here. Raigeki, I know, I know Raigeki forbidden. I know that for sure. They used to destroy every monster on your opponent's side of the field. That's so annoying. That was so annoying. Just thinking about it, how annoying that could have been. And you have, if you had, there's nothing you could do about it. They didn't have yeah. quick plays and stuff like that back then either. Yep. You just one used card. the card, and that was it. Nothing you could do. That's not forbidden, but Ron would probably, you guys would probably both agree with me. Y'all remember Mirror Force? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when they one of my you. favorite joints is the uh, magic cylinder. Magic yeah. cylinder. Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a forbidden card too. Mirror wall. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! When you first activate yep, it, you that, know, it has your opponent's attack yeah. points. That's Man. that's actually not a forbidden card now. Now you just lose a thousand life points for every round you have it. But no, but like if they attack you, it's only your standby phase. So if it's your opponent's turn and then you activate mirror wall. It still takes the half life points away from them, and you don't have to pay nothing until your standby phase. And then you can just choose to get rid of it at that point without paying anything. Well, that's annoying. That is super annoying, actually. These are your favorite cards. <laughs> that, that, are, that were true cards. You know, <laughs> oh, my you favorite, know, oh, favorite card that was a troll card, Monster Reborn, or Change of Heart. Um, that's not a troll card for me. Summon Skull, because it was 2,500, and all you had to do was sacrifice one yeah. monster. Yeah, yo, Summer Skull, yeah. He actually forbidden too, I think, now. Bro, that, we couldn't play Yu-Gi-Oh! now, bro. Us three, we couldn't play, because the cards we use are just, like, all forbidden. Monster Reborn? Yeah. Oh Monster God. Reborn was definitely OP one. Monster Reborn was super OP, bro. I don't think you realize. You stalemate both your cards just to kill both of them and bring back their stronger monster from the grave. I could tell you another strat I used to do with Summer Skull. It used to be 
I forget which card it was, but if you flip summon it, you could you could summon a fiend monster with less than fifteen or fifteen hundred defense. So if you had something scorn, you did. Uh, you could just bring them out there just like that. Yeah, so that was so about. I can't think of the name of it, but yeah, I remember exactly what you're talking about. Yo, there, that's another card. That, there's another card that's uh, I think it's forbidden. I think it's man eater. You flip it and destroy oh, destroy any bug. card. Man eater bug. Yeah, yeah. I think that's I think that's forbidden card too now. Acid trap hole might be one. Widespread ruins. I know. I know oh, that's a forbidden yeah. card. Y'all remember Time Wizard? It didn't matter what it was. Time Wizard. Yeah, he's still in the game. He's still there. Yeah, he's really. I games, summoned one thousand dragon. <laughs> Alright, so yeah, it sounds like we <laughs> have a long history with Yu-Gi-Oh! I'm going to try to get you guys on to Magic the Gathering. Uh, I think you guys will really enjoy it. Plus, it's, it cycles out new cards, and it's pretty similar. Magic is like, like the, the grandfather for all these card games, so in a couple episodes, don't be surprised if I've converted these guys over to uh, <laughs> to, to Magic the Gathering. A couple episodes, try after this one. I'm going to go download that, John. It, it's pretty dope. We, we can talk about it a little bit after this. All right, folks, thanks for joining us again for this special episode of the Animated Gamers Podcast. Hope you're all out there taking care of yourselves. And make sure you hit us up on Instagram and Twitter to learn how you can win the Nintendo Switch Lite. It'll be running until the 31st of this month. And if you uh, like what we're posting, make sure that you rate us on your favorite podcasting applications. And until next time, take care.